Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hello, and thanks for joining in for another episode. I'm excited to have you here with me for the 300th episode of the Move the Ball podcast. And it also happens to be the season four finale. Wow, it is hard to believe that we have hit 300 episodes of this podcast so far. I mean, I can remember like it was yesterday talking with my podcast team about kicking off season one. And I can remember too, when I first approached Chris Leak about wanting him to be my very first guest on the show, where he crushed it, of course. And you also got to hear Chris back on the show during the first episode of this season too. So if you missed that, go back and check it out. Time has just flown by. And if you've been with me on this journey for a long time, then you know it's been a ride and an evolution so far. Whether you're a longtime listener of the show or someone who recently discovered the podcast, I'm so grateful to have you as part of this Move the Ball movement. And I am definitely excited for where season five will take me and us next year. I'm still taken aback a little that we've already hit 300 episodes. I mean, that is a big number. I mean, there's obviously a higher number that we're going to achieve as we continue on with the show, but still 300 already. And even though this is the season finale, don't be sad. While you're waiting for season five, in addition to the great shows that you can go back and check out, I am going to do something different this year in my podcast off season. What I'm going to be doing is every so often, I'll be dropping a bonus episode with a great guest. And yes, I'm already talking to some incredible people about recording some shows, so stay tuned. Now, I'm not going to tell you when exactly they're going to drop, even though I'm being deliberate with this and I have some ideas on timing. Nope, it's going to be a surprise. So you may be thinking, okay, Jen, so how the heck am I going to know when they come out? Well, of course, I'll be posting on social media about these new releases, but the easiest way for you to stay in the know for when they come out is to follow the show. Very simple. Come on now. So if you haven't already done so, hit that follow button so that you never miss when these bonus episodes drop. Now, as I was getting ready to record this season finale, there were so many different things that I thought about discussing on today's show. But then something happened yesterday that I'm still in a bit of shock on, and it made me rethink and shift my focus for this episode. Two days ago, I got a call from a client and I was in the middle of something. So I sent him a text telling him that I would call him the next day, yesterday. The next day came, which was yesterday. And I ended up getting tied up with something in the morning. So I texted him asking what time he would be available for a call later that day. A few hours later, his fiance called me and she told me that she saw I had texted him. And so she wanted to call me. And what she wanted to tell me was she wanted to let me know that her fiance had passed away the night before. 
In the hours after he called me, he had a tragic accident where he fell down a flight of stairs and there was hemorrhaging and there was nothing the doctors could do to save him. Wow, pretty shocking, right? I'm sharing this story with you because I've been doing a lot of thinking in the last 24 hours, and I just want this to serve as a reminder to all of us that life can change in an instant. Stories like this also show us how fragile life really is. Tomorrow is never guaranteed for any of us. And this is something that I've mentioned in my Dominate the Game book. It's also something that I've emphasized on the show earlier this season. As many of you know, I had family barricaded on campus during the Michigan State shooting back in February. And Jalen also knew two of the people who were killed. Tragic accidents and senseless acts of violence like these two events are things that make you call a time out. You pause and you reflect on what's really important in life. And so that's really what I've been doing again over the past 24 hours. They say that two things in life are certain, death and taxes, but that's not all. There's one more thing that is a certainty too. Life will not always go as planned. That's a fact. Think about it for a minute. How many times have you set a plan in motion only for it to get derailed and not go how you envisioned? That's all a part of the twists and turns we experience on this curvy road, this crazy road called life. Some of you might be familiar with my story, and I'm sure there are some listening that are not. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to share with you a little bit about how my life changed and took me in a direction that I never expected. I've always been one of those people that have prided myself on being someone who had a plan. I figure things out. I set smart goals. I always figure out what does my playbook need to be to be able to get to where I want to go. I knew when I was a kid what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I put together a roadmap for how I could achieve all of it. Little did I know that one phone call would completely change all of that and turn my world upside down. I will get to that in a minute. But first, let's get back to my original plan. You may have heard me and some of my guests say on the show before the importance of mapping out your career goals. All the goals are important, but especially those career goals too. For me, my big long-term aspiration was to be a Fortune 500 CEO, something I've said on the show before too. Pretty ambitious, right? Big lofty goal. And while it was one of those big goals, it wasn't something that was out of reach for me. I had been blessed with opportunities to excel and I climbed the corporate ladder early in my career. You've probably heard me talk about this before as on the show earlier this season, I did a two-part series on things that I did early on in my career to be able to land a senior management job with a Fortune 50 company while I was still in my 20s. My peers were in their 40s and 50s and there I was not just moving the ball, but I was excelling in a male-dominated field. I had been labeled as one of those high-potential employees, or some of you might have heard the term high pot before, and I had earned a reputation for being a quick study and someone who you could put in charge of challenging projects that could get the job done. Jen knows how to make shit happen, as they would say. Life seemed to be good for me. I was continuing to climb the ladder. I kept crushing it on my performance reviews. The bullets on my resume, they got more and more impressive. I'm not trying to brag. I'm, I'm emphasizing a point here, so bear with me. I knew that the things that I was doing in my career was positioning myself on the path to one day achieving that CEO goal. And that's what I thought, at least. Now, let's get back to that phone call that changed everything. And again, if you've heard this story before, bear with me. But if you haven't, I'm sure you'll find it an interesting one. 
On the early evening of November 28th, 2016, I was sitting in my dining room when my cell phone rang. I grabbed my iPhone and I saw it was my mom calling. And instead of answering the phone, I said, you know what? I'm too busy. I'll call her back later. You see, I talked to my mom multiple times a week. And so I didn't think there was anything unusual about why she was calling. But this time it was different. Her purpose for the call was very, very different. She was calling to let me know that my dad had passed away. My dad had not been sick and there had been no warning signs or indication that he was going to be leaving us soon. This was completely unexpected. So what happened? Some people know this part. Some people don't. That morning, my dad told my mom that he was feeling great. He did take pain meds. He had chronic pain and that would make him drowsy. And so he told my mom he was going to take a nap in the living room. Not uncommon. An hour later, my mom was cooking in the kitchen and my dad's cell phone rang. He didn't answer. So my mom then went over and checked his phone. I guess she tried to wake my dad up, but it was too late. He had already passed. It was that quick. No warning, nothing. Again, the lesson, tomorrow is never promised to any of us. And it always bothered me that I didn't answer my mom's phone call because I said I was too busy. Now, remember, it wasn't a missed call. There was a distinction here. It wasn't a missed call. I saw the call come in and I still intentionally decided not to answer it. Now, while taking the call would not have changed the outcome, my dad had already passed, it made me think about, well, what the hell am I too busy doing that I couldn't have taken that phone call? And so again, I took a timeout and started doing a lot of thinking and reflecting. So back then, the goal for me was to get to the C-suite in a Fortune 500 company. So what was I busy doing? I was busy being a jet setter. I was a workaholic. I mean, I was work, work, work all the time. I enjoyed it though, but I mean, I was always working on just continuing to try to climb that corporate ladder. I mean, there were times that I would come home with one suitcase only to grab another suitcase that was already packed by the door to go on another trip the next day. I was working my ass off to create a resume that was just even more remarkable. Differentiate, separate yourself, climb, 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 work, work, work. That's what I was doing. Now, when my dad passed away, I took the time out, like I said, and I did a lot of reflecting. And there were two things that I realized as I was going through that process. Number one, you really are replaceable in the corporate world. And number two, when you go, the world keeps moving, whether you're in it or not. I had heard people talk about being replaceable before, but quite honestly, I never thought that applied to me. Was I naive? Yes. Because I had been advancing in my career and I had those stellar performance reviews, I was like, well, if I were to leave the company, it would be a huge gap. They would miss me. I'm awesome. Yes. Okay. I thought highly of myself, but I did have really good performance reviews and I was excelling and climbing. So I really did think that I was a corporate asset, that they would miss me. And what I realized as part of this reflection process is while a company might miss me or some people might miss me, the business wouldn't stop just because I was gone. They would find a replacement. And while that new person might not be as smart or talented as me, or maybe they were, who knows, the company would figure it out and they would keep on moving in my absence. They're going to continue to move the ball forward, whether I'm there or not. The second thing I realized was the world keeps moving, whether you're in it or not. And that impressive resume, I mean, I had the seven degrees, I worked on billion dollar deals, I had all these awards and recognitions from, I mean, all kinds of people, two-star generals, secretary of the Air Force, all of these people that I could put on the resume that I had gotten recognition from. 
When it was my turn to go, no one would care or give a shit about any of that stuff when I was gone. What people would remember, though, was the legacy that I could leave behind. And so I thought to myself, what do I want that legacy to be? Well, before my dad had passed, I'd published the first book, Move the Ball, which started this whole Move the Ball movement. And after that book was published, I was given many opportunities to speak on my Move the Ball methodologies, philosophies, and all that stuff in the corporate setting. But I really wanted to make an impact in the sports community. And when Move the Ball, the book was published, do you think anyone from professional or college football or any sport was calling me wanting to know more about what I had to say or they were inviting me to speak in their organization? Uh, No, not one single phone call. When I tried to reach out and network with people from the sports industry, none of them were excited about what I, as a woman who did not grow up in a football family, could share with them. People told me I was wasting my time. They said things like, Jen, none of these players care about what you have to say. I also heard comments like, if you were my daughter, Jen, I'd tell you to go focus on something else. Or they'd say, you know what? You should go look in a different industry. I just got lucky, but don't go after this. Go focus on corporate or something else. I didn't hear people say, that's awesome, Jen. Tell me more. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. I want to hear more what you're doing there. No, I didn't hear any of those comments. It was all of a negative flavor or you're wasting your time, go do something else. Now, in the business world, because of that corporate resume that I had, I did get those positive comments and had those opportunities, but nope, not in sports, which is the thing that was important to me. And while I was somewhat disappointed that I didn't get more favorable responses or interest in the sports world, I wasn't devastated. I understood that, well, first, breaking into sports is hard. We all know that. But I also understood that not everyone was going to see my worth or align with my vision. This lesson holds true for all of us with anything in life. Here's the thing you need to keep in mind. When someone doesn't believe in you, realize that their understanding or affirmation is not necessary for your progress. I'm going to say that again because I think it's so important. When somebody doesn't believe in you or they tell you no, you need to realize that their understanding or their lack of affirmation, that is not something that you need for your progress. You just keep on going. In my newest book, which you've heard me talk about on the show often, and I also did two audiobook style chapters from the Dominate the Game book on episodes this season, by the way. Hint, hint, if you're interested, go check them out. I'll have links in the show notes for both of them so it's easy for you to find. But anyway, in that book, there's a chapter called With or Without You, and it's about how not everyone is meant to be on the journey with you, and that's okay. When people give you a negative response or a door essentially closes, what happens next is you, and only you, have a choice to make. You can either ignore their opinion and keep going, or you can let them deter you from what you set out to do. For me, because I am stubborn and hard-headed, as my mom would say, and people close to me know that I'm very, very stubborn, when I would get these no's and these I'm not interested type of responses, what did I choose? I chose to just continue to show up, to put content out there, to be consistent, and to network with other people. That networking piece is so important, by the way. And so I want you to check the show notes for the link to the show on how to network like a pro. I've got that there for you. So if you haven't listened to it, go check that out. It's very important because no matter what industry or business or profession you're in, your network is such an important part to you being able to move the ball and to advance and excel in your field. Now for me, I showed up every day being consistent with my messages and my actions. And because I did that, 
That's when the magic happened and a transformation occurred. In the beginning, I thought Move the Ball was just going to be a book about football. Yes, I would book speaking gigs and hold corporate workshops, but that is as far as I thought that it would go. And we can fast forward where Move the Ball, the book, has evolved from just a football book to becoming a movement about really using that competitive athlete mentality to help you move forward in business and life and everything that you do. This Move the Ball movement has represented for so many people hope and never giving up. And I never knew how much I would be able to impact people through it. So it's been a pretty incredible journey. Again, something that I originally did not think about and had my dad not passed away the way that he did, I probably would still be on the path of chasing a Fortune 500 CEO job. Now, this movement, it's about how your past doesn't define you or where you can go in life. It's about taking ownership. It's about showing up in every single moment like you're supposed to be there and going after the life that you want and that you deserve. And it's not just about moving the ball a tiny bit. It's about really advancing, excelling, and achieving excellence in everything that you do so that you can really dominate your game, dominate in your field, and in life. And I think throughout this podcast season, especially if you've been following the journey of this season alone, and hopefully in prior seasons, and you've seen this evolution and how we're really focused on, it's not just about moving the ball an inch, a foot, a yard. It's really about continuing to progress, making that monumental leap that you'd like to when the time is right, but continuing to be show up, to be consistent, and to get to where you want to go and make things happen. Now, for me, after my dad passed away, that's when I really focused on building out the Move the Ball movement and making sure that this was the legacy that I wanted to leave. To do that, I knew that I couldn't focus on building the corporate resume and the legacy. So I had to make a choice. And that choice was to leave behind that Fortune 500 CEO dream. And it wasn't important anymore to me. It was really about how do I use this Move the Ball concept and these methodologies to really help other people to make an impact because this is another thing you need to be thinking about. Moving the ball is not just about what you do in your life, as I've said on the show before. It's also about what you do to inspire and empower others to achieve greatness in theirs. And had my dad not passed the way that he did, I might have been on a very different path right now. And I believe sometimes our lives have to be completely shaken up and totally rearranged for us to be placed in the position where we are truly meant to be. I, again, never thought I would be doing anything but working in a corporate environment because I loved it and I had been thriving in it. And for me now, like when I look back, it was 2019 that I left. It was November 5th, 2019, which would have been my dad's birthday, by the way. So very intentional about the day that I chose to hang up my corporate cleats and go all in on growing this movement. But for me, I mean, this was a hard decision. And I just want to emphasize that too. Sometimes making a change can be difficult. It was hard to leave my good paying corporate job behind, but I knew in order to build and grow the movement in a way that I wanted to, to create the legacy that I wanted to leave behind, I had to do it. So again, November 5th, 2019, I walked away and here we are. It has been 
an incredible journey. There's been some amazing opportunities since I've made this leap. I've gotten to work with some of the business world's most influential leaders. I've had top NFL players stand behind this brand and the movement. And I'm not going to lie, it's been pretty cool, especially knowing all the people who didn't believe in this brand, who didn't see my vision or my worth. There were a lot of no's to get to each yes. And so I'm not trying to brag. I think it's important that we celebrate our successes and share those with people. So I thank you for letting me share that with you. But something that I want you to keep in mind, too, is that there was a lot of other stuff that I went to to get to where this brand is today. And I've talked about some of these experiences on the show before. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But first, something that I want you to keep in mind is there are two kinds of people in this world, those who believe they can do anything and those who believe they can't. Both of them are right. The ones who believe they can are the ones who show up to life every day, willing to challenge themselves to be better, push past their boundaries of comfortability, and to put in the work necessary to not just move the ball, but also to dominate the game. A few days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine named Josh, and I'm going to give you a big shout out, Josh, because you're awesome. During our chat, Josh said to me, he said, Jen, so many people start out from a place of no. And I feel like you are someone who always starts from a place of yes. And when Josh said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, Josh, I love how you said that. Because it's true to back to what I said earlier about people thinking they can or they can't. If you're someone who believes that they can do anything, then how you achieve those things is by starting out from a place of yes. And so if you are someone who has previously been starting from a place of no, well, that needs to stop today. And you need to start thinking from a place of yes, Y-E-S. The game is mostly mental that we play. And when you train your brain to start from yes, you're going to see things change in your life. Now, there's more to be done than just that. But remember, it starts with the mindset of yes. I get asked all the time how I was able to build this globally known brand in sports from scratch with zero industry contacts and do all the cool things that people say I get to do. Well, there's a lot of things that go into that. But at the most fundamental level, I believed in myself starting from a place of yes. I didn't let the no stop me. And for sure, I didn't let anyone dial down my ambition because they were uncomfortable with the volume. As I mentioned earlier, not everyone is meant to be on the journey with you. And that's okay. Remember that very important point. You will find your tribe. And when you walk in purpose, the right people and opportunities will chase you. Sometimes you'll have to walk on the path alone for a while until those people find you, but you just keep on moving. And let me just be clear. I've been through a lot, a lot, lot, lot of negative shit to get this brand to where it is today. There have been many headaches, many heartaches, many tears along the way. It has not always been fun. It hasn't always been rainbows and unicorns. Life will test you. It will test all of us. And when faced with those struggles, remember to come back to your why and remind yourself of your purpose. That will keep you going. If you go back and listen to many of the episodes across the four seasons of the show, you'll hear time and time again from the professional athletes, as well as others on the show, how this is a mental game. Being successful, not just on the football field, but off the field, requires mental strength, 
mental toughness, and mental stamina. If there's something that I want you to really take away from this final episode of this season, it's to condition your mind to always keep you in a place of yes. Start with yes and stay with yes. And as I write about in my Move the Ball book, you have got to play the full 60. In fact, just a few episodes ago on the show, I did an episode where I read audiobook style the play the full 60 chapter from my Move the Ball book. So if I were you and you missed that one, go back and check it out. And even if you listen to it, go listen to it again. Hopefully it will keep you motivated and focused on your objectives. Yes, there's a link in the show notes for you so you can easily find it. And also there's a link to the episode that I did on 10 ways to stay mentally tough. I would encourage you to go listen to that one too. And again, even if you've heard it before, it might be a good listen to check out one more time, just as a reminder, give you some tips to stay mentally strong and mentally sound because this game is mental. You know, there were so many other things that I had originally planned to talk about on the season finale, but I'll have to save those things for another time. Given what just happened to one of my clients, it really just made me pause and I felt sharing this message today would be more meaningful. So as I'm looking to end today's show, I want you to remember that tomorrow is never guaranteed. Thank you for letting me share my story with you today. And now my call to action to you is to take a hard look at what are you spending your time and energy on? Are you focused on the right things? As I wrote about in my Dominate the Game book, you need to actively manage your game clock and take a critical eye to how you spend your 86,400 seconds each day. It's a lot of seconds. Make sure you're being intentional with your time. Make sure you're focusing on the things that really matter to you and make sure you are spending time with the people and on the relationships that are important. Oftentimes, people lose sight of that. So what about me? What will I be up to in this podcast offseason? Oh, you know me, a lot of different things. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I will be recording some bonus episodes that will be released throughout the next few months. So stay tuned for that. And once again, hit that follow button so you know exactly when those episodes drop. I am also planning on working on the audiobook version of the Dominate the Game book, which I'm excited about. And I've got some other cool projects in the works too. More to come on those later. And while the podcast season is coming to an end, don't be a stranger. I always love hearing from people. So feel free to tag me on social media, share with me what you've liked about my Move the Ball book or Dominate the Game book, write a review of the podcast and share your feedback. That all would mean so much to me. And just let me know what's going on. How are you moving the ball? I would love to hear from you. And also just reach out if I can be a resource for you. In the show notes, I've got links to both books. If you haven't yet picked up copies and it's something you want to do, go check them out. And I've got my website there in the notes too, getinsidethehuddle.com. So if I can help, just send me a note. And if you find yourself needing some more positivity or strategies on how to move the ball and make things happen, well, you've got 299 other episodes of this podcast aside from today's show that you can go back to and have another listen to. All right, that's all I have for you today. As always, I am so thankful for you being a part of this Move the Ball movement and for listening to the show. Again, thank you for letting me share more about my story. You can help me to make a larger impact and help others by continuing to share this podcast. So if you would tell a few friends, colleagues, family members, or coworkers, that would be amazing. Thank you again for listening. And I am definitely looking forward to season five of the show, which I've already started planning for. But remember, stay tuned for the upcoming bonus content, and I will catch you when those episodes release. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. 
Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.